So I'm not sure how this is going to be funny. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) We're going to... You know, we're gonna see what happens. This is this is gonna be a sad episode. <laughs> this is not gonna be a happy one. It'd be like that one night that uh, at Beer and Bible, like we did the uh, Levitical, Leviticus, Levitical. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh STD thing. Yeah, and like this, your favorite chapter. Yeah, and the discharges, and it was only like three of us there. <laughs> it went from like this revolving door of like ten to twenty some people, and then it was like three that night. Yeah, we, we it was a good time. It was, it was, a good and time. it was mixed. It wasn't just a bunch of dudes. Like yeah. it was me, Neil, and uh, who else was there that I night? I don't know. I, I can't, can't. It's been was a long it, time. Yeah, it was a while back. So, but it, there was, yeah, it was definitely uh, mixed company. Yeah, we're talking about our kind of where this all came from was when we we met uh, regularly and we we're going through the Book of Leviticus. But um, yeah, tonight we're going through some real easy stuff. Who uh, who's going through it? We you, you we and are me. we are going to beer be, and Bible beer and Bible. <laughs> Oh, you forgot our intro, Neil. Damn it. All right. Okay. Um, You're not doing the job on top of the job of doing everything for the show. All right. And you need to quit that. So who are you? <laughs> I'm Chris, the resident high, super high functioning alcoholic and official Bible reader. And I'm Neil. I'm the guy that has to find the passages and read all the hard <laughs> it stuff. It does everything. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm the... <laughs> I'm the non-untrained IT guy and everything else. Yeah, Neil's so. our IT department, too. Yeah. Let's do a double, triple, quad, quadruple duty. Yeah. Lots of duties. L- lots of hats. They're all small Jewish keepers. <laughs> yeah, so, so tonight we're keeping up with um, what we've been doing in Matthew. Yes. And uh, we're going to put a disclaimer out here. Or I'm going to put a disclaimer Please out do. here. I just clinked my beer on the mic stand. <laughs> um, we are not trying to tell you how to live your life. Jesus is okay. <laughs> oh, <I> click! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Like, all right. Um, so, what's our subject so for tonight? Tonight we are talking about adultery and divorce. Might as well just get it out. We should have waited to the end so nobody does like do the like turn it off at the beginning. So, like do the standard like preacher thing where it's like you're not sure what you're getting into, but at the end. And you're going to hell. Gosh. Damn it, I knew there was a hook. Yeah. It's always the same one. <laughs> always hell. Fuck. I could have left this church an hour ago. <laughs> I knew where this was going. It's like watching Scooby-Doo over and over again. It's always the <laughs> second person that, it, that they meet. Yeah. Every time. I never realized that. I, I'm not sure if it's the second person. I forgot which, like, it, it's very specific about, like, what happens every episode. Anyways, <laughs> um... If that can run on for seasons, we've got a chance. To Hell yeah, dude, we got seasons. this shit. Now, this is a this is kind of a, a big mess of talking about adultery and divorce and things like that. I will tell you, the Bible is a big book with lots and lots of uh, stories about this and talking about it. Uh, this is not, um, and it happens a lot in the Bible. Yeah, that Old yeah. Testament's full of fucking. Lots of adultery. Yep. Yeah, lots of... Oh, I thought you were using. I thought you were using the F word as an adjective. No, no, no. no. You're using it as yeah, as a, yeah. As it's, a verb. A, it's the most useful. Just across the board, it can be anything. <laughs> it really can. So um, we're going to be talking about about uh, not adultery, but pornea uh, uh, was the word. And yes, that's pornography. That's where we get the word pornography from. And ah. we're going to be talking about what that could possibly mean because it can mean a lot of things. Um, so we're, we're going to be getting into that tonight. And, uh, if you're sitting there going like, this is the one passage on adultery and divorce, and this is the only thing you need to hear from the Bible. Uh, one, you're listening to us wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do not. We are. Yeah. 
we are a good introduction. We are good for knowing a little bit of stuff yeah. and like helping you like be acquainted. If you're just driving somewhere and you're like, I want to know a little bit about the Bible and laugh a little bit. Awesome. Um, we're not like the end all be all authority, yeah. but we're hopefully a fun place to do not start. live your life by anything that you hear on this yeah. podcast. Um, and we just like to explore it all. And, and this, the Bible has a lot to talk about with adultery and, uh, and divorce. Um, when a lot of people have come to me in the Bible and they've asked, why is it that beer and Bible never, ever does a topical series? If you notice everything is tangent night or uh, textual criticism, which isn't what the Bible says about things. It was like a study of the Bible of, 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 of Greek passages. Yeah. Um, we have, but we always do passages. We always like take a verse and look at it in its context. Because if you were to sit there and say, I want to study, um, homosexuality in the Bible. Well, you're looking at Moses who wrote it in uh, one culture, one time period, a long time ago. And then you get Jesus in his culture, in his period. And then you've got Paul and his, you know, it's really hard to sit there and say, okay, I want to link all these things together yeah. quickly and easily. Can you link them together? Absolutely. I'm not saying that so there's be like somebody writing about the same topic back in like the 1800s and then like the 1930s yeah. and then writing about it nowadays that like laws have changed. Culture has changed. Like a great, know. a great example. Let's uh, gun control would be a really great example of this discussion of, okay. Um, why was it written when it was written and how does that apply today? And, and again, not do, either side you're on, it still matters of understanding the context when that was written. Yeah. Either whether you're pro or against uh, gun control, it doesn't matter. It just, it's just still, looking at the context of it is. And so each time we come to the Bible, we look at the context rather of that particular passage. Um, what I'm saying is if you did want to look at a topic, I would highly recommend understanding all the context and all of those things and look for the way you want to link those together or the way they might differ. Right. And so that's and how they differ and why they might differ. So that's where you want to link it all together. Um, shoot, just in the new Testament, if you look up, this is kind of crazy for people who are not like, you're not really being in the Bible thing. Um, there is this, uh, we know about sacrifices, ritual sacrifices that happen in multiple cultures. Uh, there's one point in, uh, in uh, the letters later, this is after Matthew, uh, there's some letters written, and there's one point where they say, don't eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols. And then later on, the same guy writes a letter that says, if you want to eat meat sacrificed to idols, go for it. <laughs> and these are only a few years apart. You got to stop and go, WTF, it's the same guy. Yeah. Different than so you want to stop, take a minute, and look at what's going on in that culture, in that time, and in that situation. So, with that said, if we're looking at this one passage, we're looking at how Matthew, one disciple of Jesus, is looking at this passage and reiterating and explaining the words of Jesus concerning these matters. Your disclaimer was way better than mine. <laughs> I don't know, I don't, but uh, anyway, that's a, this is like a long intro because yeah. I think it's just because this... it's good to put it out there before we go into something so that you don't like start listening. And you're like, oh, now I know where these guys like stand on certain things or like this and that because yeah. we don't want you to know where we stand on yeah. anything. I mean, we can all agree that murder is bad. We talked about that last podcast. We can agree, yeah. Uh, and and most of us would say, you know, you murder somebody, you should probably go to jail. Um, on the other hand, when we start dealing with. Uh, divorce adultery and all these questions it becomes a lot more muddy because of um where we come from and at least uh now if we we're in a different culture maybe it'd be a bit different yeah but a, a lot of my friends and uh, my parents included are are um are divorced mm -hmm. um i've seen that happen and it's it's a complex situation right it's, a complex, it's not cut and dry like yeah or it's situationally like in the bible you know they have, you're right he's gonna say certain things but 
Anyway, it's going to be a, this. So disclaimer: this is going to be a, a wild ride, a big mess. <laughs> and if you disagree with Matthew's interpretation of Jesus, that's fine. Yeah, we totally. Yeah. All right. We agree with your disagreement. Like we're cool with it. Like, <laughs> it, it hopefully, you disagreed with a lot of other stuff we talked yeah. about in this entire thing about virgin births and everything. Like, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that. Now, scrap that. If you disagree with this, tell us about it. <laughs> Give us some feedback. <laughs> All right, so we have done the disclaimer, um, right, right. and we are in the passage in Matthew. Again, Matthew's got these sections, and he's got a big section of teaching from Jesus where it's very straightforward, um, and he's going through and saying, okay, you've heard it said this way, but I say to you this, and If you're go. in your permanently borrowed church Bible, it's going to be chapter 5. Follow along. <laughs> uh, uh, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So and that applies for men, women to men also. Yeah. yeah. Or men to men or woman to woman. Don't lust after anybody. Yeah. This is just in general. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> applies across applies, the board. Yeah, across don't, the... don't look at like a, a sheep or something it, and it, think that like, man, that thing's. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it doesn't apply to that part. I, I don't know. Back to the shepherds. Back to <laughs> check out our Christmas to, episode. Yeah, listen to the Christmas episode. <laughs> um, okay, I forgot about that. Damn it. So this is uh, this whole adultery thing. I'm sorry. I'm I messed the whole thing up, didn't I? I just my, up. my mind was uh, wandered for a second. Close your mind's eye. Focus from the sheep. <laughs> When we're talking about uh, adultery and lust, these do not equal each other. Again, we talked about murder and uh, calling someone uh, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These these are not equal equal. And there right. is this uh, ten- there there's a tendency in Christianity to say yes they are, and that helps everyone and cr- all these Christians feel really bad about themselves. If you need to do that, please feel bad yeah, about feel yourself. Feel free to feel, feel like a piece of shit. Um, which. Go for it. And that, that that's what some people would say is that Jesus is trying to point out that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, that was an introduction to the section, unless you're you're like on point, and in order to be on point, you need to not even be lusting after anybody. Yeah. Um uh there's a, one of our one of my uh, scholars that I, I tend to look into with this. I like what he had to say is like you can't make babies from lust. Like <laughs> you you can't. So these things the, the consequences it's, it's kinda like you can call somebody stupid but they're still breathing tomorrow. Yeah. They're still going to see their family tomorrow. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's a little bit different. The weight is there. Um, so some people say, uh, some of the, the rabbis and some of the people say, well, we're not supposed to commit adultery. But the Torah never said anything about not looking at anybody. <laughs> so some of the Pharisees would say, as long as I'm like hitting, or Sadducees, um, the different groups of people would say, as long as I don't hit this. Yeah, uh, and there were some Pharisees. I forgot there was a there was a term for a Pharisee that has uh, the Pharisee with like the bruised head or something, and it was from the, it was a type of Pharisee that would like avoid looking at women. So he kept his face down and kept <laughs> running into, into things. Yep, yeah. There's a little joke. Uh, we're talking specifically about adultery, not fornication. Um, to quote, gosh, all right. So I would remember one time walking around Bible college, and somebody said something about I forget what they said, and I said, uh, said something about justifying things. I said. Well, if you think about it, it's not technically premarital sex unless you plan on getting married. <laughs> I, I like yeah, that. So, I, I like that. Uh, so we're talking, anyways. We're talking loopholes. Yeah, we're talking about uh, specifically adultery. Someone that is married. So looking, uh, not just looking at a young woman. Not that's not like if you're a good Christian boy or girl. That doesn't mean 
Yeah. Like, go for it. As long as they're not married, just stare. Stare all you yeah, want. Yeah, if you're on, in the market, yeah. Go for it. But uh, <laughs> anyways, this this I'm trying to say what Matthew's talking about, what Jesus is talking about is specifically adultery yeah. is the context. Um, so there, here is a, uh, this is, again, another Jewish source from first century BCE, which means that's going to be pr- pre, uh, prior to Jesus. A lot of our, our um, Jewish sources, we have to be aware that probably weren't written until after Jesus was around, and we have to figure out if they were attributed before, after, when. Uh, kind of like they they might in other words they might have been written after Jesus but they might be referring to things that were said before Jesus. Yeah. This one in particular is before Jesus and it's uh chapter 7 verse 1 through 2 um and it says uh I am 122 years old and uh and I am not aware of having committed a sin unto death. I have not had intercourse with any women other than my wife nor was I promiscuous by a lustful look. Hmm. So already there was already a discussion in, in Judaism about not adultery and not even this. This is not a new idea. Um, then there's also uh, then we're coming back to David again. Which makes yeah. me think of and it was a fuck up. Really, we'll have to talk about. David. <laughs> we've got it. We we've, should do we've this. We've got to so. talk about David <laughs> at some point. Um, then there's uh, well, all right. So we're going to talk about David real quick. <laughs> yes, got him. Because it's in the notes. Make it, oh, nice. Uh, there was actually an aside. Did David kill Uriah? So uh, there's this whole thing about um, David lusted after a woman, and then he uh, – there's a question about whether or not she was interested in, like, hey, the king, or whether or not he's abusing his power. But uh, Bathsheba was a woman bathing on a roof. He's up in the palace. He's looking down, checking Watching her out. Watching her take a bath. Taking a bath, and he says, go get her for me. It's probably going to take some time to get her purified and everything else. He's in a palace. It's not like, like, it, it, this wasn't too undercover at this point. Like, people knew. Yeah. There were servants that were going and getting her and, like, all this stuff. Like, the, things were happening. And then um, it was end, ended up being uh, this guy, Uriah, who was a Hittite, so he's not even Jewish. And he, the part of the story tells shows you how righteous and how good Uriah is and how he follows a lot of the tenets of, of God, where David does not, and he's the king of, of Israel, which really is a cool comparison uh, for Hebrew literature to say this is our hero and he's doing everything he's not supposed to yeah. and the guy that's supposed to be our enemy or not part of Israel is doing everything he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, which is a really fun thing. I, I, I find it fascinating in literature, literature. And so he ends up bringing Bathsheba, they bang, and uh, and then she's with child. Uh, David's like, oh, crap, so what does he do? He gets Uriah, says, Uriah, go sleep, like, have a dinner with me, get, dr- get some drink, drink going, go see your wife. And then Uriah's like, Nah, if my if my men can't sleep, <laughs> it's so fucked up. If my men can't s- sleep at home, I'm not either. Some people think the first the first example we have the, of this of like men going to war, staying away from having sex with women, yeah, comes from David. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the first person. Like some people think he set the precedent, which is even better that your eyes like, no man, you taught me the way to live. Yeah. You're the man. You're my hero. You taught me like that. That's not the thing to do. And David's gonna be like, oh. makes him look like an even bigger piece of shit. Yeah. So then, uh, so then, what he does is he says, "Okay, Uriah, head back to the like the war and everything else. Take this letter and like Uriah gives it to the general, and the general reads the letter and it says, push forward into the.' And well, then, so he's like, "That's kind of fucked up." Huh. Well, he never Uriah never read it. Right, right, right. Maybe maybe Uriah was illiterate. Maybe it was all in Hebrew and he couldn't read it. I don't know. I'm maybe he just respected up. his idol that yeah, much. Yeah, that but his hero. The, <laughs> if he king's, didn't open the letter, yeah, he's got the king's seal, and then he ends up doing the thing where he. Uh, so they push forward. And then he, um, then, uh, then everybody pulls, pulls back, back and leaves him by himself yeah. in the front line. So back to and he qu- gets brutally murdered. So, uh, we talked about the Sanhedrin. So that David could keep banging his wife. Exactly. Pretty much. That's how it goes down. 
there's there's more to the story, but we have still gone, an asshole. We've gone way off. Um, I don't know why so, I have this like I don't like David. You know, Everybody else in like Christianity loves him. I think he's a dick. Yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll have to study. Let the David. record show that David's a dick. <laughs> I think that's how I'm pretty sure that's how we feel about everybody in the Old Testament. Like, I like Samson. The, the big. Well, he was a dick too, yeah. but I liked. <laughs> okay, I don't like David. Yeah, I I feel like the I think old, he was whiny. I'm pretty he probably sure. had a bad singing voice. The the only way like, to write everything down. Sorry, <laughs> to me the only hero in the in the Tanakh in the Hebrew uh, scriptures is pretty much God. Everyone else blows it, but that's my take on it. So we talked about true. we talked about the Sanhedrin last week. Yep. And we or two weeks ago, so we talked about the Sanhedrin. We talked about how there uh, there were the seventy elders. There were these guys, Shammai and Hillel. There was they were um, rabbis that were against each other. They would have been a couple years prior to Jesus. So this is like twenty years prior ish uh, in this time. Some people think that I think either Hillel or Shammai was around when Jesus was twelve years old at the temple, huh. talking with him. But uh, these guys would have been. He was the, the pretentious kid that was yeah, telling everybody how to live little, their life. Little twelve year old. <laughs> All right, so well, guy uh, thinks he's got everything figured out. Just wait till life gets a hold of you. Just, just imagine Shemaiah and Hillel being like this MF spitting. Yeah, right. yeah. So, all right, so Shemaiah and Hillel were uh, rabbis that very much taught against each other mm-hmm. quite a bit, but they were also the leaders in the Sanhedrin. Ah, so they were the like the go to guys on that, and they, but that that was something that also kept the Jewish people well organized and arguing in a, in a good way. Is that. Hmm. Um, the leaders are two people that disagree with each other. That's like, instead of having a Speaker of the House, you just had one Republican and one uh, Democrat. And they had to work that, shit out. That were always the leaders. Like, yeah. they were equal leaders in the House, no matter how many of one side or the other. Dang. That, that, that would... Hmm. Yeah, so they, they were there. So Shemaiah, oh, did David kill Uriah? Shemaiah said yes, and Hillel said, well, not exactly, which I think is funny. Cause like, it, and then, uh, yeah, this uh, the intention was a discussion even before Jesus. Like, is... Because somebody intended to kill somebody, does that make them guilty or not? So that was the, the conversation that was going on. So ah. back to this issue of adultery, this intention of adultery, even though you can't complete it. Yeah. Um, the, the desire. The seventh and tenth commandments are uh, are they are kind of linked in the Greek. It's the same word to uh, commit adultery or to lust after or to uh, covet is, is very similar in that. Um so if when we said earlier, if anger leads to hate and hate leads to calling, what is fear, it? Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> fear leads to it was I can't anger. Remember. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Um. Anyways, the, uh, calling so calling your brother uh, leads to murder, and murder leads. Uh, then this is also preventative. That's what I have in here. My notes. I'm gonna read everyone my, my notes because I, the same who uh, said anger leads to hate. Hate calling your brother fool, and calling your brother fool leads to murder, and murder to the dark side. <laughs> Those are my I I wrote these years ago, so I'm kind of excited that I, <laughs> that you had that in there. Yeah, and that it's still relevant today. It's still, <laughs> it's still the first thing that popped in your head. Um, so this is uh this is also brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor. This is specifically somebody in your community going after the wife that does well. I don't know. I don't know if Jesus is giving you a pass. Like she's on the outside of the community. Hey, hey, different yeah. area codes, not cheating. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Um, and this is uh, also not discounting uh women. Uh. The, the, we're not even discussing whether she's down or like if she's interested or not. We're talking about right. just like this is a bad thing. This is not a, a property situation, and yeah. we are going to get a little bit into that now. Um, do you mind reading twenty nine thirty? I don't at all. I don't. At all. Um, if your right eye causes you to sin, 
gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. He did it twice. Yeah. He's like, just in case you missed me the first time, I'll say it louder. I, I saw this meme, uh, or like the, maybe it was a Tumblr post or something that said, um, I like that part in, uh, where, where instead of slut shaming, Jesus tells men to rip their eyes out. <laughs> and and they're right to, uh, to a degree. But uh, when I say to a degree is that we're, we're going to go further into this is that, um, again, not, not validating the Bible today. It could be an archaic thing that you could throw out. I don't, that's not our point. Right. But rather just to give you as much information as we can. Um, there is a discussion of modesty later on in one of the Pauline letters. So it's a, a, a an early Christian uh, leader writing to another church, and he actually talks about women dressing modestly, and he specifically talks about wearing jewels and like basically showing off their wealth, and uh, they're not being modest with their wealth. Um, so it's not like cover yourself up. It's like yeah, and and we're not showing off your yeah, yeah. and we're not also we're also not dealing with uh, a society where like women are covering their heads and then like have major cleavage showing. That's <laughs> another uh, another thing that, that changes. Um, and uh, there's also different beauty standards and what's uh, modest for different cultures. Yeah. Um, one of uh, one of my professors, he used to, I think he was, he was a missionary in Africa. And there's a point where uh, the men were coming and there were women out in the field and they were uncovered. So they all had skirts on. That was it. Mm-hmm. Just a little, little something to cover the bottom part. So they all ran into the house to get covered before the men showed up. And they all put on like headwear. So their hair wasn't showing. Huh. Yeah. Gotcha. But the boobs were out. Yeah. So the 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 the, the point is that so it's like a relative that, thing. It can yeah. change. So so getting into this very don't wear crop tops or whatever is it's very difficult yeah. to to get into that. But what we can say is that particularly right now we're talking towards the the men who are lusting after women who could be dressed very modestly. Um, dare I say that men could be emotionally drawn to a woman and want a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, proceed in their fantasies and so on and so forth. Could even be somebody that, like, you know, you work with, you've just developed a professional relationship and been like, man, this person's fucking awesome. Yeah. But you're married. And, and the, <laughs> you and, need to. Or they're married. And yeah. the other way around, that women as well could be lusting. I, I think it'd be a sad uh, thing to uh, keep creating a strong dichotomy between men and women. Right. Exactly. Women have the same, can have the same desire um, to want to be in a relationship yeah. with somebody yep. uh, in a sexual way. Um, there's a guy, Origen, who was an early church writer, so he's a Christian. His name's uh, Origen? Origen, yep. And uh, he, the believer amputates the passion of his soul without touching the body. Uh, he wrote that much later because um, earlier on he, uh, he he read this passage and he castrated himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, hindsight's So 20- that's why he has a superhero name yeah, now. Yeah, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> so he realized that was a mistake. Hmm. Um, so why the right eye? Why are we gouging that out? Maybe more importance associated with a glance versus an intimate gaze. So like, you know, if you, it, it's that whole preventative measure. If you're looking over like, Hey, what's up, what's up girl? And you look over like, wait a second, take that out. Like you got to stop that immediately. Yeah. And then the right hand, uh, this is strength and authority. Like even that thing that you need that makes you strong and the, the most in, important part of your life and your body to, to working, even that should be cast away. Uh, also, some people just think that that was like the hand for masturbation. Huh. Well, not the hand, but maybe it could be a matter of like, don't look at her and then don't also pretend to be gotcha, having gotcha, sex with her gotcha. with your hand. Don't take it to that next yeah, level. Like, don't sit on your hand because it becomes numb. And 
I read that in a blog post. Actually. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Gehenna, once again, we're back to hell, the, the trash dump. Yeah, you're so, going to the dump. Going to the dump. That's why I keep telling Ryder. I'm like, dude, if you keep messing around, we're going to take you to the dump. You're going to be a trash kid for the rest of your life. What does he say? He goes, no, don't take me to the dump. I'm not a trash kid. And he does this little fake cry. Sometimes it's a real cry if I really push it. So. <laughs> Old TK, a trash kid. I love you. I love you. Keep that. Keep him guessing. Like he doesn't know yeah. what's going on. He doesn't know if he's loved or not. Oh no, he. Yeah, he knows he's loved. I cuddled him this morning when he woke up. Huh. Made him a peanut butter and Nutella waffle. You know something nutritious for him. Yeah. We watched some Captain America video clips. Snuggled until the girl woke up, my little baby. Yeah. So, but then I also, you know, on the other side of that coin, you gotta, you gotta mess with her mind a little bit when they're they're in discipline. You know. I'm sure that it'll be. Hey, I'm telling him we're taking him to the dump. My parents used to tell me I was going to hell because I wasn't obeying the commandment to honor my father and mother. So let's weigh those out. Well, I mean, if we're looking at Gehenna, they're not too far off. Uh, Yeah, but he doesn't know that. (laughs) Okay. I didn't say the dump was on fire. He just thinks he's going to smell stinky. Oh, okay. Oh, that's different. But (laughs) all right. uh, Let's continue on to 31 and 32. These are our last last little bit for tonight. Today. Whenever whenever you're listening. I don't know when. Uh, where am I? Uh, your whole body going to hell. Okay. It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. <laughs> That's a little easier, huh? <laughs> but I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital, marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. So refer back to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so see previous. <laughs> Don't commit adultery. Yeah, don't do um, it. All right, so the this is not the only discussion of divorce and remarriage in the New Testament. So if you sit here and you read this passage, you're like, we can never get divorced. And then you read Paul later on, you're like, this he's telling you it's okay to divorce. What in the world? <laughs> like, you're going to get really, really confused. Yeah. So keep keep reading, keep seeking these things out, keep getting super confused with us. Yes. Um, If you want to look this up in the passages about uh, divorces and things. uh, Talking to me or the audience? Audience. Okay, good. In the Old Testament, check out Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 1 through 4. That's your homework. Old Testament's always good stuff. Don't do homework. Just anyways. (laughs) If you want to read like four sentences, there it is. But if you don't, I don't care. Yeah, we Um, we don't don't care. All right, so this is interesting that he's going like not just to Moses. He's going all the way to creation. Um, so, but then the other thing is if he's like trying to quote things from the, the new Testament about giving a certificate of divorce, yeah. that's actually Moses is the one who wrote it. So Adam's I'm, reaching around in his maple leaf. Like, yeah, fuck, I knew I had that thing around here somewhere. Yeah. He pulls out. It's all stinky. So snakes the, like, don't accept that thing. Just eat another apple. Fuck that dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'll show um, you a good time. So, so Moses would have been the one who wrote the creation account by saying, you know, go back to what Adam and Eve and God one man and woman together forever and ever, uh, all that kind of stuff. A valid divorce is actually when uh, someone gives their bay a get, a bill of divorce. Like, you have to oh. like write this thing out. It has to be a legal contract, and you have to give that. Now, the reason that you have to have that is you can actually, you have to write on there, she can now marry any man. You can't give her a bill of divorce. Uh, there's a whole, there's Jewish writings called getim, and it's literally like divorces, basically, these, these gets, these, it's this whole explanation of it and uh some people some guys try to be like okay she's divorced but she can't marry ralph or charles or mac (laughs) and they just got to keep it outside of my close group of friends my brother my dad and my grandpa yeah and and the uh and the and the uh they would just be like sanhedrin back to those guys yeah 
No. <laughs> no, like you can't put stipulations on who she can marry after that. Oh. Like that's it. So she gets she does get she gets some alimony, like using a divorce, like she gets some alimony out of the deal. Nice. And there's some other things that like kind of work through that. Um they're concerned with uh proper paperwork. Jesus actually like they're they're so you've heard it said you can divorce somebody if you give her a get. And he's saying, No, it's it's more than just paperwork. Like you guys are just trying to find the loophole. You're yeah. trying to make it all legal, and I'm trying to tell you that this is not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like the, this this divorce thing was not the intention. He's also not saying like don't get div- well. He does say don't get divorced except for this situation. Let me explain that a little, little bit. For- explain it further. That doesn't mean like she's in a bad relationship or anything else. That doesn't mean and do anything. Um, also, marriages are a little bit different back then. Um, yeah. They're all very involved, community involvement. So it's hard to get to a place of divorce um, when you have people kind of pushing and supporting uh, a couple to stay together. Yeah. Um, things were fairly transactional also to, to begin with. Um, you two are going to be married. Congratulations. You know, who, to who? Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> God, yeah. You know, there, there was a little bit more to that. Um, but this, it was a little, the, the, you have to write these things and get that uh, worked out. But some people were just concerned about if I get the right paperwork and get it down on paper, I can send her out and then be done with it. Um, the uh, And the biggest concern, we said, if you look at, Deuteronomy 24, 1 through 4, uh, one of the big concerns is about shuffling women, using like shuffling them as, as property. So um, that would be, I would be married to a woman, and then I would just say, okay, I'm going to give you a get. And then she would go and she might marry somebody else. So she goes and, and marries Mac. And then Mac is, uh, after a while, is like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm, we're going to divorce again. So she's without a home, without uh, support. Mm-hmm. And then I come back around, like, oh, well, you know, I kind of miss you. And Let's get back together. Like, no, that's not a good situation. So that's, right. that's that was a in Deuteronomy twenty four says that's a no go. You can't do that. Yeah, and there that so that was a that particular passage is not what we're talking about here exactly. It was concerned about why you had to give her get and all these things in this defeated yeah. divorce is to make sure that she is protected. <clears throat> a lot of this you've got to understand. A lot of this um, to the audience, I would want you to understand that a lot of this is to protect women. It is not um, aimed to be misogynistic. Uh, again, uh, how you view the world might be different, but understand that um, the people writing, the people interpreting these these passages are generally very protective of women. Now, what happens is that they started moving away from that, and uh, there's this issue of, in Deuteronomy 24, if you find some indecency with her, and there's a question about what that indecency is. Okay, Ervat Devar... Um, where some, uh, so that's indecency. Shemai was Shemai. Shemai is generally like the Hillel or Shemai. I think it's Hillel. Sorry. I'm going to be, I'm going to have to put this in the show notes. I think Hillel is a little bit more loose about everything. Like he's a little bit more like, uh, do whatever is going to help your common man. And Shemai is a lot more strict on things. And for the most part, Jesus' teachings line up with Hillel's and like more grace centered, like more like forgiveness, more happy community. Yeah. And Shammai is a lot more like by the book, but Shammai said, um, he said that you couldn't, uh, other than adultery, you shouldn't divorce your wife. But I think Hillel said, if you find a woman that's looks better, like she loses her looks, she burns your breakfast. Like Hillel created like any indecency. Oh, so Jesus is actually siding with the more strict, um, yeah. interpretation, which does create this more protective, 
idea that you're not just getting divorced because you burn breakfast. Yeah. Some indecency. It's, it's difficult. Um, so, uh, devar. So, um, so people are like, Oh, well that's adultery. Well, here's the problem with that. In Leviticus 2010, there is the penalty of adultery was through stoning. Mm. Unless it was the priest's daughter, then it was burning. Oh, well, yeah. 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 It goes. Yeah. Yes. Think about, think about how bad it sucks to be a PK now. Worse. I don't, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, would I rather be burned alive or beat to death with stones? Because there could be that one that connects really well in your head, and then you're just out for the rest of it. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, Numbers 5, 11, and the following verses talks about bitter waters, and that's, like, where, basically, real quick, if you check it out, Numbers 5, uh, but basically it's, uh, if I suspect my wife of cheating on me, I take her to the tent, and they make some magical powder. She drinks it, and then it's like... Oh, yeah, I remember. Either she blows up. Um, that is an actual interpretation. She explodes. Yeah. Or she doesn't have it. And then after that, I can't divorce her because I like publicly was like, uh, you cheated on me. And she's like, uh-uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. And then she drinks the waters, and she's like, see, it didn't blow up. And I'm like, oh, crap. I wonder if there's any like records written down of anybody actually blowing up. Uh, no, but there's... That would be stories. awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so then there's... The, okay, so if it's not... If Aravat Devar is not adultery or like that like it's not committing adultery those were that's not divorce that's not grounds for divorce that's grounds for death um so fine so, all right so it's something different ervat is used for genitals uh, or naked in leviticus 18 like you've looked upon your father's nakedness you've looked upon his ervat yeah. um unguarded places of the lands like you came to spy out all of our genitals of our land. So that, that could be like the nakedness of our land. So it's used for spying and finding all the, the problem areas, I guess. Um, it's also also used in the requirement for defecating outside the camp in Deuteronomy 23. Hmm. So what does this mean? All right. Um, House of Shammai says a man should divorce his wife only because he found grounds for divorce or unchastity, since it is said, because he has found... Uh, in her indecency in anything, twenty-four uh, Deuteronomy twenty-four one and House of Hillel says even uh, if she spoiled her dish, this is what we talked about earlier. Since it is said because he has found uh, in her indecency in anything, Rabbi Kiva says even if he found someone prettier than she, since uh, since it is said, and it shall be if she find no favor in his eyes, Deuteronomy twenty-four one. Dang. So even that. All right. So in the Greek, when we talk about unchastity, we're gonna like work from there to like the Greek word we're using here. Unchastity is porneia, which is where we get the word pornography. Um, it's one of the different types of love, like fi- uh, phileo, like file, uh-huh. like uh, like pedophile. Oh, oh, oh like gotcha. Child lover file. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's one. So phileo uh, is one. Uh, agape is the Christian one. You see that T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> and then uh, and then porneo is, is another one, but that's very like lust, like that's a, a erotic. There's also eris, which I always thought would be funny if like. They're trying to like come up with a name from Philadelphia and something like Aerodelphia, the city of brother loves. I was like, no, nah, not exactly. Pornadelphia. Pornadelphia. No, no, I um, no. Anyways, uh, but Aerodelphia. Aerodelphia. City of brotherly love. Yeah, let's not. Not that kind of. Not that. No, Philadelphia. You're looking for Phil. You didn't do well in Greek, did you? <laughs> um. All right. So the the wide range of meanings uh, is not just adultery. Uh, it's used for prostitution. Hmm. Uh, it also is used in Leviticus 18 in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, uh, to refer to as incest as well. Um, so this becomes uh, 
a matter of of something it's something sexual in nature but it might not necessarily be full blown adultery yeah so this we we don't have an exact it could include so much more to that um but there is this is not burning a dish um this is not finding someone younger there is some sort of promiscuity that's happening there where there is a rift in the relationship there's an issue in the sexual relationship or, or the union of the two is um, being broken apart. And so, this, so Jesus is allowing some allowance there. And again, this is just this passage. Jump into Pauline literature, you're gonna, uh, which is Paul, which is his letters to churches later on, you get a lot more into divorce and other situations. Um, and then as we, we've mentioned earlier, there's Deuteronomy 24. Read it yourself. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, so what makes her commit adultery? Like how is this forcing her to commit adultery? In the ancient Near East, a woman had few options outside of marriage to sustain herself. So she's she is now has no home, no life. Um, is it going to cause her to then go marry somebody else or seek out some sort of um, uh, prostitution as an option? Um, if it's uh, here's the other thing is that uh, if if um, Jesus is saying based on the get like again think think Jewish mindset, you have to give her a bill of divorce. Yeah. And it has to be for good reason, and you have to have it all legal. But if Jesus is declaring that all those other reasons are not legal, then if she were to go and, re- and marry somebody else and she doesn't have a, a get saying she can marry anybody, then that becomes a problem. And that's where we go back to the uh, the protective part of it is that this bill of divorce allows her to remarry. Right. It's actually, instead of her just being kicked out of the house and being without <coughs> uh, without any options, she can't remarry. Um, so that that's, that's uh, a side of it. Um, then again, uh, Mark, uh, historian, Mark Moore, uh, her position and in the way she's treated is like that of a divorced woman, uh, if she's treated this way. So, and, and an adulterous woman and, and a divorced woman are t- treated the same way. So you've got all kinds of stuff. So, um, what if a woman commits adultery and it's legal, like a legal <laughs> divorce, uh, she can remarry in Deuteronomy 24, obviously the, the point of divorce that it would be permitted. Uh, whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Hillel uh, saw this uh, would see a no fault in divorce is not valid. Uh, like if there's no a, a not uh, a no fault divorce, it's not valid. Um, like I said earlier, uh, the, this is all despite the legal certificate of div- divorce. So gotcha. Anyways, hopefully that's not terribly confusing. Um, <laughs> it's confusing to me a whole lot. Uh, I going through it. Um, I really don't know what that word pornea means other than it's something that is uh, causing a rift in the relationship. There is some sort of, of issue there. Uh, and also if you're wondering, did, did they actually stone people in the time of Jesus? No, that was taken away from them by the Roman government. And mm. uh, for the most part, the Sanhedrin and all their writings concerning adultery, uh, they made it very, very difficult to pull that off to try and actually uh, get somebody stoned. So like you not stoned. Wow, that sounds like not drug stoned. Um, <laughs> uh, bashed heads. Yeah, bashed stone. heads. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> things like you had to have two witnesses. So you had to catch somebody in the act um, of adultery, like happening right then and there. And two people had to see her at the same time and not plan on it. And like there's all these different like things. And there's also this issue of of like if my wife went and was cheating on me with somebody. Um, and they, they said, well, did you ever tell her not to go hang out with Dave? No. no. Like her, her and Dave were friends. So you, you never had that conversation. Did you ever ever have suspicions? Well, yeah, but, you know, I trusted her. So you, you didn't, like, 
pull her aside and say, Hey, I don't feel comfortable with this or work this out in your relationship. You didn't like pursue that. No. Okay. Well, it's like, <laughs> and, and, and you, you might, again, you might think that's really archaic, but yeah. I'm trying to explain to you. I don't know. That's, that's a lot less archaic than like some other things you hear floating around as far as like, you know, if you talk like old, like yeah. Eastern religion, like yeah. women's rights. <laughs> again, this is uh, a lot of it. The more and more you go into it, we, we will go into the laws some other day. But uh, a lot of it is is presented around protecting women, mm-hmm. um, but at a at a distance, you see it as very barbaric and very property yeah. uh, driven, um, rather than protective. And I I totally understand that. I'm not trying to uh, defend the Bible. I am trying to explain an uh, a different culture. Yeah, that's probably the best way of, of trying very to different culture. Yes, than like again once you like dig into the verses or like in between like the the cracks and stuff where it's yeah. like. If you understand what was going on at the time, if you understand the culture, it makes everything look a little different. Yeah. And, and in this case, like, is Jesus trying to tell people, like, what have we learned from tonight is essentially Jesus telling men, don't look at women lustfully. Yeah. And, uh, like, and, and don't pursue adultery. And also, in these cases, don't cast off your wife just because you found somebody yeah. prettier. Hold yourself to a higher standard than just what the letter, like, the black letter mm-hmm. of the law says. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this time when you, you know, you've heard it said, but I say to you, this is actually a little, uh, we're moving a little bit further away from the black and white of the Torah, the five books and, that are given, or the laws given from God, and moving more towards people's interpretation of the Torah. And he's just trying to set that set that uh, yeah. right in the right path. So, anyways, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we'll catch you next time.